Hi guys, it's your girl K Did come back out to you one more time. So this is the last part of Natalie's story. I hope you enjoy what you have heard. I hope you are taking what she said by you know to your heart and really understand that um homeless people are just not they're people at the end of the day. They're not just a nothing. They are somebody and they have families. They have somebody who loves them and things like that. So, guys, um, just keep that in your heart. Also, follow us on our social media platform. Everything will be down below. Our resource packet will be in a link tree also. And come and check us out, guys. If you want to talk to us or have any problems or things or concerns or questions, um, we're working on different things. Some people had asked me about certain things. But we have to um, find people to interview with that particular topic. Um, By now, you should... No, after this one, it should be after two more episodes, something else about City Feps and um, updates and things like that. So if you want to um, hear about those updates or see anything or, you know, anything like that, we definitely would love that you sit back and relax and enjoy um, our upcoming episodes. And thank you for coming back to this one. Thank you, guys. Bye. Not till, not till recently, I was like, God, there's so much. This summer has, has not been happy with me. I, oh, you know, cal- yeah. like uh, this week, actually, this la- past week, um, last week, um, I was uh, at a court hearing, uh, evidentiary hearing on uh, one of the men who murdered, uh, who participated in the murder of my father. Right. He, there's a new law in California. And so he is trying to get his sentence reduced. So that has been super traumatic oh, with me. So like, you know, I'm like, what, what, how am I coping with this? Right. You know, like, how do I cope with this? You know, I'm losing my mind. I'm breaking down. I'm crying. Like just this morning, I'm in the shower and I'm like, I'm crying and I'm like, okay, Natalie, I'm going to give you these five minutes to cry and, and, and feel, feel bad because, you know, you, you need to, you know, like, obviously you need to let those emotions out. Exactly. But after this, you've got to. You've got to really, you know, uh, stay focused on on what you have going on and keeping um, I think keeping things on your schedule, no matter what it is, if you're like from this time to this time, we're going to take a walk. Like, you know, quite honestly, let me let me tell you. Yeah, staying busy. 20 year old Natalie, like um, if my case manager was telling me this, I'd be like, okay, crazy hippie white lady. (laughs) Like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go take a walk like. I, I don't know these streets like that. Right. But you want me to go walk in the park? Like, I'm watching the news. People are getting, you know, <laughs> kidnapped in the park. You know, I'm like, what if I'm not home for my kid? Yeah, I'm like, I can't come out these doors. Like, you find me things to do inside the house. And she's like, well, you can do yoga. You can do this. And I'm like, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm not the yoga kind of girl. Like, I didn't grow right. up like that. Right. <laughs> You want me to do all these things that are good for you, right? What what is good for me? But you can't tell me what's good for me because I don't even know who I am, right? So you know, it just took all these years, and now in my forties, I'm like, you know, I I literally took my sister to Costco. I said, because Costco really really fo- keeps you focused because you're in there looking at all sorts of stuff. And you can just you know window shop so well, right? And I bought her a shower head that it's a magnetizing one that comes down. And, you know, she called me, I think it was like Saturday or Sunday. And she's like having this panic attack because she's like, I have to work on the weekends. She has two jobs. 
So mm-hmm. she's like, I got to work and I can't even get out the door. And she's having a panic attack and I'm trying to talk her down. And then in that, I was like, how's that shower head? Oh, and she's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I never thought a shower head would make me so, so happy. <laughs> Because, I mean, having been there for three days and using her shower, I was like, if I can't take it down and rinse, like, the hair off my legs or something, I'm not enjoying this. Like, and the shower is one place where I feel like I get away. Yeah. That's my spa. Right. (laughs) Definitely. So, so yeah, it's, I think, finding, like, the comedy during, like, for me, was my coping mechanism. Now, I can get really sarcastic and things with comedy, but um, I think that's the only thing that and my children that sustained me during those times, like where I was, you know, I was like, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to get placed. I'm never going to have, you know, a roof over our head. Right. This is, you know, this is going to be tragic. Like, how did you, you know, and I was like telling myself, like, how did you get yourself to this place? Like, how is, you know, this, this should, I serve my country or, or honestly, I was like, it shouldn't be so difficult to get housing. Right. So, and that was like nine, like maybe 13 years ago. And um, still we had, the problem is, I feel like is much more amplified when people are like, no, we're on waiting list. We can't do this. And I'm thinking, why? why with you know with a country that's full of money exactly exactly i don't get it (laughs) i don't get it that's so hard and it's just the whole rigmarole of you know where the money goes here the money goes there we're gonna put this money here and and it's just like you know there's so many hands in the pot (laughs) for sure i mean what do you do you just you you gotta survive that's true. That's definitely true. It's um, it's just so weird to me that they discharged you, and they didn't have like, they didn't put something set aside or give you a way that, especially if they know. I feel like if you get discharged, you should know certain things about people before like, you know you, you let them out. It almost reminds me of jail, how they just give you probably just a little bit of money and say bye. People pick you up, it's okay. If people don't pick you up, it's okay, and they don't care what happens to you after that. I don't think that's right, especially after you said. You serve your country. You did your part. You did your job. Yes, you get paid for it, but your life is also on the line. Like at, at the end of the day, you know. Um. So I feel like they should have had some options for you, and I don't think shelter or anything like should have been. A, it should have been like they have certain landlords they're connected with or government properties they can put people in until they're able to get back on their feet to go back in society. And I think that's a disconnect right there. They want to use you when they can mm-hmm. use you. I try to speak bad about the government. I'm just saying they should take care of the people after they leave. And yeah. you're, you're you're single mom, and you were you had a baby, and like it, it, it's, it's. I mean, it, it was it was difficult. I like I'll tell you, the military pro- was the best thing that I ever went and did. It gave me purpose. I, I you know I was really proud in what I did, mm-hmm. um, and you know being able to serve this country has probably been one of my greatest achievements. Um, I was discharged on custody of minor child. So I wasn't discharged because of any anything. I didn't do anything bad or Not, anything like that. Yeah, I understand. It's because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't sign a parenting plan for my kid to be placed somewhere. Like I didn't, right. I couldn't, like, because I didn't know who would be able to help me, like, 
take care of my kid for six months while I'm on deployment. Right. And so, so I didn't, you know, I think what, what I didn't expect is for at the time the, my ship's command to um, just kind of like discard me. And it wasn't mm-hmm. in the like the best way. It's more like right. I I got pulled into what they call the chief mess. So, um, and they were like all the chiefs were there, and they're just like, "You're a horrible parent. You can't do this. You can't do that." They they completely berated me, and then they were like, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're gonna process you out since you can't." Like you know, it's because I couldn't. You know, like why did you join the military if you were gonna have a kid and not you know not be able to go on deployment? What do you think the the Navy is? And I'm just like, I I don't know, like, why can't you guys, like, help me out? Right. Why can't you be like, you know, we have, you know, we have an organization that helps single mothers or single parents while they're, you know, a trusted, you know, organization that helps raise your children, you know, for six months while you're on deployment. Right. Like, that wasn't even offered to me if that was there at the time. It was just kind of like. Well, you know, if you can't sign the parenting plan, you're not able to do it, then, you know, you need to get out. You need to get out because we don't need you. (laughs) Well, guess what? My only plan my whole career is since I was 14 was to serve serve the Navy, go into the Navy and stay there until I retired. Wow. That was my only plan. (laughs) That was like my only plan. My uncle, I, I have like a very... Um, you know, cherished uncle. His name is Terry, right. and he um, he was in the Navy. He retired, and he was just such a wonderful role model. After my father passed, and um, you know, he took me in. He was just a, an amazing, you know, father, just a man that I could look up to. And I thought, you know, if I could be half as good as him, then I'd be golden. And I want to follow in his footsteps. You know, so. So yeah, that's that my that was my only plan. And so I had no other plan, you know. <laughs> and so when I got out, I was like, I ain't got nothing. Like, I don't know what to do now. Cuz I didn't, I you know, I never thought about anything else. I never thought like that I would fail at that. So Right. Yeah. But, but you, you know it, what? All the trials it. brought me to here where I am now. Right. I am I am looking for a job, though. Any leads would be great. <laughs> if you here, if you anybody has a job for Natalie, she's looking for a job. I'm what state do you live in again, in Natalie? What state do you live in? I live in Washington State. Washington State, you heard. So if you have somebody <laughs> who wants, if you need somebody who's a hard worker in Washington State, even uh, she might take remote. I don't know. I don't know about hard working, but if you need, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll do I'll I'll do whatever's on the job description. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You gotta pay her for the stuff that she's actually doing, not yeah. put in extra. Well, she's exactly. not getting paid for. I'm just putting it out there. A lot of people like to do that. <laughs> Give you a description and say ain't at the bottom if I print. Um, if we actually to do anything else, basically. Yeah, like other that. duties. <laughs> I'm just like, what you're are these other duties? Job. You got one job. Okay. <laughs> We're not looking yeah. for that here. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you want to just work from home and you don't like, you know, I'd rather be remote. (laughs) Right. I don't want the nine to five, you know, just all those things. I think now you're, you know, now I'm at the age of like, okay, so I have my bachelor's degree. 
And right. I, you know, I've helped um, create this report. So what's what's next for me? Right. I don't know. We'll see. You're going to get some stuff, Natalie. I can see it. Well, I can't really see it, oh, but yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. You're going to be doing Just great stuff. Send me an email, humanis.natalie1981 at gmail.com. Right. You heard. You heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can link it down below because I have her email. And if you want to link to the report, um, I would love to send that out. The more yes. people read it. I mean, it's such an amazing report. And since we're not on here to talk about the report, Right. Um, and I don't have my two other colleagues with me who helped with the report. Um, right. If you want a link to the report, if you, you know, if you're interested in it, we do have a webinar coming out on the 21st. So just uh, let me know and I can send you that information. Send it to me by text and I can um, link it into the podcast in the description down below. So there'll be. Sounds good. Yes. So you guys are also on YouTube if you're, when you're watching me there. It will be past the time by the time you see this video, but we can still send give you the link so you can see the information she's talking about. But yes, I have a question. Like, um, you said your your oldest son was with you, like when he was in, you know, going through the whole ordeal. Did you think anything affected him as he got older, or do you think that like he was fine whether it happened or not happened? And how did you get through a lot of problems and tribulations? Oh, man. Well, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Because I think um, I, I feel like on my part, I was very much in tune with my son's needs, his, like what he was going through, things like that. I think, you know, for me, it's hard to gauge because like I said, I've been through so many trials throughout mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, he was actually hit by a truck when he was 16. Oh, my God. Natalie, tell me to you. I know, right? Here. Like, oh who, who are also, you, Natalie? The also, wrong I'm sorry you? about your dad and uncle. I, th- I didn't say that before. I, I didn't know where to put it in. I'll put it right there. But I mean, it's telling me a lot of things. It's like, thing after thing after thing. This is a person who went through it all. So, yeah. all. continue, Natalie. I'm so sorry. Oh my I know, right? I, I don't even know how I went through it, but um, he was hit by a, a truck when he was um, walking, ironically, to his driver's ed class. It was, wow. the, it was like his last week of driver's ed. And um, I got it close enough so he can just walk there. Yeah. And he was hit by a truck. And so for almost a year, he couldn't walk. He, uh, you know, he had to do physical therapy for like two years. I mean... Uh, um, so now he's almost 23 and, um, there was so much fallout from, from the accident, you know, um, depression, you know, like just, uh, an array of mental health, um, and just, uh, like self-harm, just things that I was just not prepared for, right. but having worked in the mental, like in the medical field, nice. uh, knowing what resources he needed. So I think, you know, I am grateful that he is the amazing man that he is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is such he is such a sweet and beautiful soul. And um, like I tell him, you know, whatever you think is like, you know, everyone defines success in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So you know, just because you're not twenty three, you know, with a master's degree like making, you know, a whole bunch of money, there's so much value in your life. Right. That you, you know, that you have the success by, you have me, 
you have your brother, you have a roof over your head. Like these are all, you know, successes and they're not small successes. These are pretty big successes. So you have to like reframe the way you define success. Like you're, you know, um, I don't like he suffers from uh, really, you know, bad migraines and things like that. So keeping a full time job isn't easy for him. So I tell him, you know, you want to feel like you're fulfilled at something volunteer. Like I got you, you don't have to pay for a room and board, like anything like that. Right. You know, but, but go out there and, and, you know, volunteer and, and, you know, be a part of the community. And so he does that and he finds great joy in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love that for him, you know, because that makes, <laughs> that makes me happy. And he has so many cool things to talk about. And I mean, he's so intelligent and he's, you know, it's, he, it's just like talking to him is like, so I'm like, I was never cool like that. Aww. I was definitely not that smart. And my vocabulary was never that extensive. Right. And, um, you know, I always like felt my intellectually that I was below a lot of people because I'm like, you know, I'm like, this is a, I'm a hood girl. Like, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know much. Right. And, you know, I know street stuff, but right. like, I'll teach you how, how to do a, a lot of things that might get you in prison, but like, <laughs> I mean, I'm well versed in that, but to have like I never watched Star Wars growing up or anything like really? that. I'm like, what the hell is that stuff? <laughs> you know, and I was like thinking, you know, I'm like thinking that's some nerd stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, my kid is a nerd. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I was talking to his father one day, and I was like, dude, like he's like, man, when I was his age, I was slanging and banging, and I was oh, like, oh man. I was like, seriously, like, I think I was like drinking and partying. Like, wow. I didn't know. I'm like, this kid is so cool. It, he's, you know, but he's doing nerd stuff. Like, right. like growing up, we were like, that's some nerd stuff. <laughs> but I was like, whoever thought that that nerd stuff would be so cool. Right. I mean, I can watch the movies, but I like, I, I have to do things in portions because <laughs> I don't, I like, because I don't get it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I don't understand it. I'm like, is there something more I'm supposed to be understanding? Like so I mean these kids nowadays are so smart. They are and they don't they don't just stay in one lane. Like growing you up don't. you had to be you know, if you're this person, you have to follow this path. If you're this right. person, you have to follow so they just go and they just do what they like and yeah. learn about what they like. And it's just uh I'm just like, man, these young like these young women and men they are really doing their thing. They are. Which I love to see. Then they don't care what other right. people think. They don't care. They could care less. They don't. <laughs> They're like, yes, I'm a nerd or I like to code. Or you're just like, what what is that? What are you coding? <laughs> are you trying to break into something? Right. My brother, like... <laughs> my daughter loves coding too. It's so weird. I'm like coding. What? She loves it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so cool. And I, I, you know, I had to learn how to encor- encourage that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like thinking, Oh, my kid's going to be soft. Like, like yes. people are just gonna run all over him. But I'm like, you know, like, you know, I think my aunt told me, she's like, you know, you live in the suburbs. Your kids don't have to be hard. That's true. Like, you know, the world is changing and um, what they're learning now is preparing them for the future. Right. So yeah, you know, as a parent, you don't have a book on on life. 
I mean, as a person in general, you really don't have a book on life, you know, right. I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I, I'd like to say I didn't have guidance, but I didn't listen to all my guidance. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, probably, there was probably some, you know, some people here and there who like really, you know, cared and gave me good advice. But right. I'm like, what do they know? They're not me. They're not going through what I'm going through. Right. So, yeah, I just, I think, um, you know, with parenting kids and and just constantly you know i didn't want to overindulge my kids and be like oh you know because i didn't have this or i didn't have that but um yeah they just turned out to be pretty cool people that's good i mean in their own ways i mean it, it doesn't mean that they're perfect and they don't work my nerves and i'm like can you go away <laughs> but <laughs> but overall i mean you know i had to learn like you know this is life we go through trials um and it's not a failure it's just part of, of of what life is right and um it took me a long time to realize that like i used to be like oh man like what in the hell is going on with my like how did this happen right and now i'm just like man it is what it is i i can't do nothing like the only thing i can control i can't control life but i can control how i react to the True. events that I go through as you go through life. So there's that. That's so true. Um, you definitely cannot control question. life. What you said? <laughs> so I don't remember your question, but I feel like I went on a tangent. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I know people, I think it's going to love it in general. Um, you're a great speaker. And it's like, I'm so happy that you shared your story. It was a lot of twists and turns. I didn't think it would come out to be this way in this podcast. <laughs> Whatsoever. I truly didn't think I would even I thought I was going to be so much reserved or whatever but I feel like you and I we have this chemistry with talking yeah and like just just keeping it real that right. it, it just for me I felt like this is a safe space and I'm not even thinking about like how many people are going to watch this <laughs> but but I I'm just like, okay, you know, me and her we're having a conversation and I'm just telling her like more about me that's all right. it is like but, you, you know, there's people who have known me for years who would never even get this out of me. Oh, wow. So, you've got it. <laughs> yeah, got you heard it. it here first. Right. You guys got it. You heard it here first. Don't right tell here. nobody. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Natalie, do you have any words for, like, um parents or just people in general who are homeless that you like to give a word to of encouragement for themselves? Um, you know, it's, it's life, you know, it's just an obstacle you have to go through, but you know, it is what you make of it. So you can, you know, stay in your, your sadness and, you know, woe is me, or you can really, um, build a community around yourself that keep the, you know, a safe space. And, it, and in every situation, you will find people who, um, are willing to, um, lift you up, hold right. you accountable, and um, others that you can depend on that can get you through this. And don't be ashamed because, you know, everybody has a story. Like, True. I look like I work in a library. So, so, and my story's wild and it's still going. 
Right. And I could tell you a whole bunch more that you'd be like, what? Right. So, you know, we all got a story and we're not, you know, you might see someone put together, but they could be the biggest mess that you've probably ever came across. That so. is so true. Sometimes the most put together people are the most people who are going through the most problems. Like a lot of actors, um, what's the guy who played, I forgot, he dressed up like a lady. Is it Robin Gibbons? I think his name is Robin Williams. Williams, and he was—he's a person. He's a funny guy. He was a great actor, but he's all that roles that I remember seeing him in is always something that's funny. The people who are usually giving out the most laughs—I'm not saying that we're doing this right now. I'm just saying a lot of actors who are giving, making other people happy. Because I—I I, I went to school for theater arts. If you didn't know, if you're first time watching this, so I love having people laugh, cry, just just entertaining people in general. So the people who are usually giving out the most laughs and you know you think and by looking at them you think they're just you know they're okay but it's something on the inside is making them sad and depressed and it's they're going through all these problems so um don't think oh because you see how a person smiling or things like that that something is not wrong with them um even if you have if you have time check on the pe- person you think is the strongest and yeah they might be have a lot of things going on and they need a lot of help and they just don't have nobody to turn to they don't know who to go to because they feel so alone so just be aware of that situation well smiling is free so yeah that's one thing you can give to yourself (laughs) like my smiling is free and uh my grandfather used to always say you know uh your smile is worth a million bucks Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people that owe me i'm just saying that's true there's a lot of people who owe me (laughs) i'm a billionaire right now (laughs) i wish i was (laughs) because i smile at people all the time you know and i i've heard it from patients and people like that and it's what you know people are attracted to um what you put out and if you're putting out like negativity if you're putting out you know things like that you're gonna attract things like that that's true that's definitely loves company yeah that so that right there yeah yeah, so just even even though you're going through a lot, you you have to. It's easier said than done. It really is because it takes practice. Right. You have to be able to smile and find, you know, it's the little things that that bring us all joy. Right. It's true. So it's the little things. It's when you're, you know, your baby's smiling, or I mean, they have no care in the world. I still have recordings of my kids laughing when they were babies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and sometimes when I feel extremely down, I will play those until I can laugh. Like I cannot stop laughing because I just think it's the funniest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's just so many little joys in life. And if you really focus on those, you can't be sad. That's true. So for sure but guys we are at the end of the podcast i know it's interesting if y'all want natalie back on just tell me we could for the topic or if you want to give us a topic we could definitely talk about it because she needs to be on we're gonna talk about anything right right <laughs> so if you guys want to see her again just tell me or probably on youtube or if i do a clip on um tiktok we could definitely have her on again she's so interesting she got so much to tell us so much you could learn um and just keep your heads up, to be honest. Um, don't make the world and the life just make you be down. Everything happens in the season. Your season might be right now. It might be tomorrow. 
you might have passed it already. But if you need any help for any things, we have a resource um, packet list, listed up down below. Again, it's only for New York City. Um, if Natalie want to give anything from her state, we could definitely um, send that information out to you guys also. And thank you for listening. And also follow us on all the social media platforms. I'm on TikTok and Instagram the most. And and I don't do the Facebook. Like I said, Lorden does the Facebook. She's the one who does the Spanish podcast. She's also, if you speak Spanish, she'll be on a Spanish, Spanish podcast also. So if you want to go check her out on that, you can. Um, The Spanish podcast happens only once a month at the moment. So it's usually the fourth Wednesdays of every single month. So check her out on there too. Also, if you're looking for a job, we do have job postings all the time on Instagram. People send us stuff or I look and try to find job postings or trainings and things like that. We want our best to make sure not only that we're giving us stuff by listening to us or giving us stories, we make sure we can help you and your family if you need a job or any training or things like that. So please check us out on any social media platform if you like. Sorry, I'm making this blur background not work. I don't know. My hair is doing something. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being amazing. And thank you again for coming back to Hear Our Voices. See you next time. Bye. No. I gotta edit that out. Oh my God. Hold on.